Hello, folks, and welcome back to Games We Never Play. I'm your host, Jameson GM Mace, here to terrorize you once again. We took a nice long hiatus after the uh, holidays, and now we're back. Ready to do some terrifying of our own. So let's go around the table and let's meet our guest. This week we've got, looks like, Mr. Wes Otis. Hey, I'm Wes Otis, and uh, uh, I'm here to be terrified. And uh, you can find me on 12-Sided Stories, which is my podcast where we actually run a Call of Cthulhu game and other settings and things like that. And you can find me on Plate Mail Games, which does audio for uh, sound effects and stuff for tabletop gaming. It's, it's much higher production than what we do here. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got Nikki coming back to join us. Yeah, hi, I'm Nikki, and I'm here to go insane um, and be terrified. Uh, I've shown up on a couple other of these podcasts and shows, as well as um, on me on Twitter, um, mostly shit posting. But um, but I also write video game reviews for GameCritics.com, so you can check me out there. Nice, very cool, very cool. And last but of course not least, Mr. Jay. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Jay Africa, and you may or may not have heard me here on Games We Never Play. I will neither confirm nor <laughs> deny that today. Um, I also have written several adventures for the D&D Adventures Guild, which you can find on the DMs Guild. And uh, I have been on several other shows, such as Saving Throw and uh, um, oh, Game to Game and a few other things out there on the Internet. Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition is what we're playing this month. Uh, if this is your first time watching the show, we go through four parts. First part is, of course, character creation. Second part, gameplay. Third, uh, third part, gameplay. And then fourth part is our actual review where we sit down and talk about the game itself, what we thought about it, liked, didn't like, etc. So before we get too far, let's go ahead and open up our rule books. And we're going to use the quick fire method for making characters. So what I'd like to do is have you all take a look at the different types of professions or occupations on page 40 of the rulebook. And I think on like what you would want to do for your character. And then from there, we'll go ahead and build your attributes and your skills. Page 40 of the core rulebook. 40 of the core rulebook, yes. Now, normally whenever you pick uh, an occupation, giving everyone a chance to read through it right now, you'll get eight skills that you are essentially trained in that you can put your skill points in. Uh, from there, you'll be able to then pick four more additional skills that are outside of your occupation, things that you have just growing up. Now, these ones listed here are, of course, just suggestions. They are by no means the hard line, what you must pick. You can pick whatever you'd like if it makes sense to your keeper. So, after skimming through it briefly, does anyone have an occupation that they are interested in playing? I was going to go with a professor. Professor. Bronze um, Age Studies. Okay. So let's take a look at the professor. Uh, looks like they've got library use, other languages, own languages, psychology, and then any other four skills as academics or personal specialties. I mean, that already leaves so much open to be chosen. So go ahead and just put a little uh, marking next to those on your character sheet, and we'll go back 
and fill those out later. Now, it looks like education is important for picking how many skill points you get for the professor. So just kind of keep that in mind going forward. Now, you do have a credit rating between 20 and 70. Credit rating is essentially your ability to draw on funds to utilize when needed. Uh, It always starts at the lowest value, and then you can add points when you're adding your skills to that value to raise it up. So Wes is looking at the professor. What about Jay? What are you looking at, sir? Uh, I'm actually, I have a character concept uh, that would most align with the drifter. Oh, a drifter. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. So for the drifter, what do we got here? Dilettante drifter. You've got climb, jump, listen, navigate. Uh, One interpersonal skill, charm, fast talk, intimidate, or persuade. Stealth, and then two other skills. Now, your credit rating here is between zero and five. So you'd start out at zero, of course. Right. And you can only add a max of five points to that. Okay. Uh, Occupational skills for this looks like it's education, uh, appearance, dexterity, and strength. Those are all going to be very important to you. All right. And Nikki, what were you thinking? I have a character concept that I think would closely align with antiquarian, like um, an archaeologist style character. Okay, so you want to be an antiquarian. All right, and for that, you've got appraise, arts slash crafts, <laughs> history, library use, other languages, one interpersonal skill, charm, fast talk, intimidate or persuade, spot hidden, and one other skill. Of course, this one has a credit score between 30 and 70, so you've got a little pull, a little extra money. And your occupation, skills, education. All right, so that gives us a good idea of what's important to your character. So just go ahead and mark those on your sheets. Don't add any points to them yet. Okay. Okay. So now we are going to jump to page 48. And we're going to do the quick fire allocation method. With that, uh, you're going to get a 40, a 50. Uh, 140, 350s, 260s, 170, and 180. These are going to go in your characteristics box up at the top right corner of your character sheet. And uh, Jameson, what was that breakdown again? 140? It is 140, 250s, I'm sorry, 350s, mm-hmm. 260s, 170, 180. Cool, thanks. No problem. Where do I find that written down? Sorry. That's okay. I'll throw it in the chat for you all. So yeah, those are going to go in your characteristics. All right. Going to make Dex my dump stats so that when something when I need to get away, I won't. You literally said the one thing you got to do is out. I know. (laughs) But failure can be fun in a game. Failure. Failure is absolutely fantastic. What is pow? Power. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, it's, it's your power. We can go through each of the characteristics real quickly. Okay. Pull that up. Okay. So strength, pretty cut and dry. It's how much you can lift. Con is your constitution. Size is uh, how big or small you are. You could be a huge person. You could be a small person. Uh, dexterity is, of course, just uh, how dexterous you are. App is, is appearance, how beauteous you are. Education. Intelligence is different than education. 
because you can be smart, but you can't be book smart. And Pow is, of course, your, your magical power and or resistance. Okay, once you have those allocated, let me know, and we'll move on to the next step. Going with the same philosophy you're taking with your decks, uh, Wes, Pow is going to be my dump stat. Oh, that's, uh, that's linked to your uh, sanity, so that's a, that's a cool move, because you're going to go insane a lot quicker. <laughs> living, living dangerously as the drifter in 1920s Call of Cthulhu. Yep. Now that you've all put in your points, anyone have any questions regarding that? No. No? Okay, great. Now I want you to think of how old your character is. You know, are they young? Are they, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Are they, you know, maybe not sold. Maybe they're wizened. Maybe they've been around some. And we can see on page 32 of the various ages. So you cannot start younger than 15. I know, the worst. Uh <laughs> Yeah, the youngest age you can pick is 15 years old. That's what Tales from the Loop is for. That's right. You want to play something terrifying with kids? Go play Tales from the Loop or Kids on Bikes. So anyone have an age that they're feeling? Um, I'm going to be 43. Okay. I'm going to be 28. 28. All right, let's do this one at a time. All right, Jay, since you are... 43, you're going to make two improvement checks for education. What that means is you roll your education with 2D uh, 2D10s. Um, and if you roll higher than your education score, then you get to improve it. It means you've oh. failed, essentially. You fail. Okay. So I get to do that now? Yes. Let's go ahead and okay. do that now. So two improvements. So I get to roll 2D10 twice, right? Right. Let's do one and then we'll do the other because that's sure. going to affect your score. Uh, and this is for education. Mm-hmm. Uh, first roll is a 74 with an education of 70. Okay, so we'll go ahead and roll 1d10. It's a 7. Okay, add 7 points to your education score. Okay. And then roll that again. And then you got to get past 77. Uh, second roll is a mere 43. Okay, so you didn't learn anything new. <laughs> but you also get to reduce 5 points from either strength, constitution, or dexterity. And oh, no. okay. so you can choose how you want the five points to come out. You can do one point here, one point there. And then you also will reduce your appearance by five points. Okay. Because if you're old, you're not good looking anymore. I'm sorry. Hey, hey. Tell that to Dame Judy Dench. Too, just saying. Too real. Yeah, I know. I mean, for too me. real. <laughs> So this is my appearance. Okay, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and reduce my dexterity. Okay, by five more points. By the five more points. Wow. Yep. So no need to sprinkle it around. Just all right there. I like it. Shit. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Are we a very unphysically skilled party? <laughs> oh no! Are you also uh, kind of leading that way? Strength is my dumb stat, though. So okay. Actually, my strength and my con are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So you could be our bruiser. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So Nikki, you want to be 23, you said? Uh 28. 28. Okay. Uh so for that, you're gonna go ahead and make an education improvement as well. So go ahead and roll your education. It's 2D10s mm -hmm. and roll higher than your ed. Roll higher than my meds. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things where if you fail it, you're like, oh, I learned something. 
if you roll under, you knew something already. So you're not actually oh, learning if you knew. in my education is so So, unfortunately, no improvement for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you learn nothing. Learn nothing. And Mr. Wes. <laughs> I'm going to sit right at 50. <laughs> Ooh, right at 50, right in that line. Okay, so you get three improvement checks to be made. Okay. So. Start with education. It's all education, though, right? So. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> Got a 67, a 49, an eight, that last one, 86. There we go. Cause my right. education's my highest thing. So thanks. So I got an 86 on the last one. Okay. So go ahead and roll one more D10 and add that to your education score. Five. Nice. Very educated. So educated. Now I get to take a hit on my physical attributes because I'm an ugly old person. Yep. So you've got 10 points that you can split among your strength, con, and dex. As, as tempting as it is just to thwap my dex, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. So I'll take five out of strength and let's see. Five out of how I'm shorter. I've shrunken. <laughs> my oh, no. size is no longer as big as it was i'm now 55 okay so there we go uh well it's it's strength con or dex not the oh so i'm sorry size. it's okay it's uh, early morning here so i'm like there really should be a thing like you could reduce size like i i'm gonna write them up say hey appearance should not change size should change because you're like yeah your osteoporosis is setting in that's why you drink that milk. Okay, so I'm all set. Okay, then you're also going to lose 10 points in your appearance. Well, now I'm below average appearance, so uh -oh. got a 40. But you're above average in my heart. <laughs> Love is where looks come from. <laughs> okay, next we're going to figure out your damage and build. So let's see. It's on page 33. So damage is your strength and size combined. Go ahead and add those up. And let me know uh, one by one what you got. Um, I've got 100. Oh, divided by. So you want me to divide it by two, right? Right. Yeah. One second. Get out of uh, wait, no, you don't divide by two. You just uh, add the strength and oh, size. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's for damage, right? Yes, yeah, this is for your damage. This isn't for hit points or any of the movement wow. rates or any of that. 90. All right, so you got a 90. Uh, so you get no bonus. And your build is a zero. Would I put that on the sheet? Is there a spot? No. Uh, for that, it's on the right on the down bottom on the right. bottom yeah minus 105 oh, it's just automatically calculated 105 is also going to be a zero <laughs> uh mine is 110 also a zero okay all right glad we got that all sorted it's a bunch of zeros what? zero bonus zero build right yeah mm -hmm. so if your hit points it's con and size uh you're going to add those together and then that one you divide it by 10 now, because we have the pre-fill sheets, it may have already done the math for you. 
No? Okay. Oh, it did. Max HP. Yeah, because current HP on the right. Sense. Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, next is going to be your movement rates. Uh, investigator can move a number of yards or meters up to five times their move value. So if both your dex and strength are less than your size, your move is seven. And this should already pre-fill it for you. Uh, if either strength or dex is equal or greater to your size, uh, if at all three are equal, then your move is eight. So if they're all the same or one is greater, then your move is eight. So if your strength and dex are both greater than your size, then your move is nine. But for those of you that are 40 and 50, you reduce your move by one for being 40 and reduce your move by two for being 50. Oof. I've got a five move. <laughs> oh, Am I the only like young person here? I'm going to have yes. to check for all the traps. Oh, God. Oh, that's cool. So because of my age, I'm checking the box that says I'm slower than average, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that did the calculation. So cool, cool. Yep, yep, yep. Ooh, okay. All right. So we're almost done. Uh, now you need to select your, uh, you've done your eight uh, occupations. If you want to change which ones you have selected, that's perfectly fine. Uh, just give me a reason for why you want to change it and we'll make that happen. So for the eight that you have, are those all good? Yes. Yeah. Is the rapid fire process for your skills. So you're going to have one of them at 70. Two at 60, three at 50, and then three at 40. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and now for someone like Jay, where you have a five for your max credit, uh, this also applies towards your credit skill. So you're going to see like nine numbers there. Anything over, you can then spread that out to other skills. So you would have, a say you put 40 as your lowest point for your credit score, you would have 35 points to put where you like. And it's a one-to-one -one point ratio. Wait, I'm sorry. So what do you do with the credit score? I totally was focused on the skills for a second there. It's okay. So yeah. if you have more, which I don't think is going to really happen for your character. Um, so say you you have a max credit score of like five and one of the stats you're going to use is 40, you're going to have 35 points that you can apply to different uh, skills. You're not going to have to worry about that, Nikki, because your credit score is between like, I think 30 and or 30 and 70. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Right. Perfect. <laughs> so you're going to pick one of these nine skills and you're going to assign 70 two of them at 60, three of them at 50, and then three of them at 40. Right. I feel like I'm missing a skill. You might be, because some of them were optional. Like, you can pick what they are. You pick the antiquarian, so you yeah. should have appraise, art mm -hmm. slash craft. You can yep. pick one. History, yep. library use, yep. other language, yep. one interpersonal skill like charm, fast talk, intimidate, or persuade, yep. spot hidden, yeah. And one other skill. Yeah. Okay. And then credit score. 
Oh, credit score is a skill? Yes. Let's see. Your credit rating. Oh, credit yeah. rating. Oh, there it is. And for credit rating, again, we can we can take the rest of the points and spread them out amongst the other skills that we have been that are granted by our uh, our occupation. Correct. You can. Okay. We didn't do magic points. I don't know if we. You probably won't run into magic points, but we can go ahead and do that as well. All right. So let's roll back real quick, and we'll do the mag- uh, the luck. And that's going to do you uh, 3d6, and you're multiply that by 5. Now, how luck works in this game is you can apply it to a roll. So say you're uh, making a drive check to get away from somebody. Um, you need you know a 40 to, to succeed, but you roll you know 45. So you technically would have failed that check. You can spend luck to reduce it at a one-to-one rate. Uh, I've got a 50 for luck. Nice, nice. Good to know, good to know. I have 65 for luck. Perfect, 65, okay. Two of us, 65. Very good, very good. Yeah. Okay. Now that that's done, you're going to do more skill stuff. Yay! Now you're going to pick four non-occupation skills and boost them by 20%. Now this, you're actually going to get to apply the base value that you see on the character sheet. So something like a appraise is at a five. So if you add the 20 onto that, it becomes 25. Before when you did the your education skills, those ones just started at zero regardless. And how many do we choose? Uh, you get four. Four. No question, because I'm playing an archaeologist, I, and I get other language, and I guess I could pick more. Yeah, I don't want to pick a language that would be totally useless in this one-shot kind of, though, if I'm studying if there would matter. Well, that's the, the role that everyone plays when they go to college. Is this French course actually going to be helpful? <laughs> Do I need underwater basket weaving to get my doctorate? <laughs> well, you know, just checking. Let's see. So we're okay, cool. And these are outside of your uh, normal ones you've selected. To swim or not to swim? That is the question. As long as you float, we're all good, but I guess we all float. Oh my god. So dodge is half your decks. <laughs> I'm not dodging nothing. <laughs> I feel like a, a professor needs intimidate. So withering glare. Mm. So with this, you'll notice that you'll give your score and then you'll have it halved and then by f- one-fifth. Whenever I have you make a test of some kind, you want to roll under whatever your base score is. Whenever you roll under the half, that increases the success of what it is. It becomes like an extreme success. Um, And then the one-fifth is, you know, the critical success. Forgot the actual terminology for that, but essentially it's degrees of success better. So in a situation where you are fighting, uh, say I've got a cultist who's attacking you, uh, and you choose to fight back on your turn, you both would roll. 
Uh, he's got to just get past his regular, you know, uh, melee attack. If he does that, Grady hits you. But if you're fighting back, you have to roll past your one half mark for your fight, for your melee. Like Assuming that's it? what you use. Exactly. Okay. Under it. So what do you have for your, uh, let's see here, for your brawl, what do you have for that? I am not a fighting character. Just the default. Default 25? Okay. So for that, for the 25, you would just have to roll under a 12 to succeed at like defending yourself and actually harming that individual if they're attacking you. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could also choose to take the dodge action, which is, you know, half your uh, your fight, uh, or you know, run. Run is always good. <laughs> so you know, don't be afraid of that in this game. Uh, so yeah, your sanity. Do do do. Where does that start out? I believe it's tied to your power. Power, yeah. <laughs> Yep, it is tied to your power. Where are my notes? My notes. They all disappeared. Okay. So yes, go ahead and mark that down for your sanity. It should already pre-fill. All right. So let's go ahead and let's round out these characters. Who is everyone? Let's see. Oh, now it's the name part. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, if y'all don't mind, I can start. Go for it. Um, so my character is an individual named Andrew Kuroda. Uh, he was born in Chicago, Illinois. He was actually a scholar uh, and a teacher, uh, not a professor, but in uh, you know high school. And um, he was out for a walk with his wife and his uh, young son. Uh, let's say he was eight years old, uh, out in sort of the woods by his suburbs when um, his spouse and son fell behind him. Uh, he heard a snap and a whoosh in the woods behind him. And when he turned around, they were gone. Damn. And he has spent the past eight years uh, trying to search for them, spending what, you know, what money he's made, uh, which has reduced him to the state of a drifter. Wow. Okay. That's, that's really good. Thank you. <laughs> Who's next? Um, I will go if you, if that's all right with you, Nikki. Yeah, go for it. Awesome. Okay. Um, I'm professor Gregory, Gregory Wellsworth. Um, I was born in Maine um, I spent a good amount of time traveling, uh, doing research on uh, Bronze Age civilizations like the Hittites, the Egyptians, and the Mas uh, um, the uh, Babylonians, and all that. And, and their fall, in particular, there wasn't a lot known about the fall of the Bronze Age. I found a tablet that gave me uh, quite a fright. Uh, basically translated it. It told me all the horrible things that actually happened to them. And um, since then, I've been a bit shaken and kind of staying close to home. So, and uh, yeah, that's that's not as tragic as Jay's background, but still there. <laughs> it's 
still appreciate it. Damn. Okay. And Nikki. Well, I hadn't come up with such an in-depth background, but um, I am Laura Watson, and I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. And she, instead of getting married and settling down, she went to university and became an Egyptologist. But um, studying in the libraries and with the artifacts, she periodically will hear whispers and see things. So um, she's not really sure what that's about yet, but um, being younger, yeah, she's, I guess, doesn't have quite as much of her backstory together, so I'll make that my excuse. So, I mean, yeah, that's totally um, fine. She's still a graduate student and has visited Egypt on one occasion. Um, and during the expedition, however, she got separated from her group, and then they found her later, and she does not remember what transpired during that Okay. Ooh. Intriguing. I like it. I like she it. She woke up with the keys to a timeshare and nothing more. <laughs> now that is hard. Oh. Am I responsible for this now? <laughs> you could say that, that after that is when she started hearing voices and stuff with around the artifacts and things. So. Okay. All right, so both your sanity and your power are going to be equal to, uh, I'm sorry, sanity and your uh, magic are going to be equal to your pow. Okay. I think that should do it. Um, let me see. Let me check real quick for Dodge, make sure I've got that one done correctly. <laughs> On page 62. Dodge is just half your decks. Is it? Yep. Okay. Cool. And Dodge is just going to be half your decks. Uh, round it up or round it down in the case. Always of round number. down. Always round down. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Half decks. Decrease that chance of success. Basically. I have a 20 Dodge, so not going to happen often. <laughs> Okay, so now we connect our players to one another. How do you all know each other? What could have happened to bring you together? Well, I don't know, just off the top of my head, since he's a professor, I could have known Wes's character. He could have even been one of my professors at one point. That makes the most sense, definitely. Absolutely. Maybe I was part of the Egypt uh, Egypt uh, school thing, and uh, um, you know, though I didn't see anything, I I heard the story. You could have been. You could also be like my thesis advisor. You know, we were. I have reason to meet with you. Sometime. Right. That that works perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, Jay, you said you were a professor at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was a high school teacher, uh, but I mean, Wes, we could have been students together. Since we're, I think sort of a similar age. Yeah, we're we're pretty. I'm fifty, so we're pretty close. Oh, okay, I'm forty three. So we could have been. Yeah, I mean, sort of in the same general, you know, neighborhood, and uh, yeah. we just went separate trajectories. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works fine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. What's your character's name again, Wes? Uh, Gregory Wellsworth. Wellsworth, a fine, upstanding, hoity-toity name. 
Okay, so with that, we have our crew. Uh, sure, we can go through, you know, personal descriptions, ideologies, significant people in your lives. Um, but that's more for like a campaign, uh, something that your keeper may touch on or utilize. So we recommend highly doing that if you're going to run a campaign of Call of Cthulhu. So I think that is going to cover it for now. Oh, so, quick. Yeah, uh, Call of Cthulhu it seems intimidating, but you can actually whip out some characters pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's fast. So because go. they die easily or anything like yes. that. <laughs> what? I don't. Not because they constantly have to be replaced. I see. I get it. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. All of my characters uh, just went up to a farm upstate. No one ever saw Timmy again. <laughs> Why do you have to read the book? <laughs> So episode three will be another character creation <laughs> session. It's between every episode, yes. Yeah. <laughs> My brother, twin brother. Uh, we shared a psychic link, so he knows everything I know. Oh my God. And we're back, and I just made a new character. He's exactly the same. Little did you know, they were actually triplets. Uh... <laughs> All right. So, where can people get more of each of you? Let's do this in reverse order. Let's start with you, Miss J. Hi, everybody. I am uh, once again J Africa. You can find me on Twitter at J Africa, on Instagram at Transplant Asian, uh, and I actually still use this Facebook thing. My profile is public. If you want to chat or anything, hit me up over on Facebook. J Africa is my name. Um, you can also find me on the DMs Guild. You can find my various adventures on the DMs Guild. And right now, I am doing February. I'm wrapping up. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I will have wrapped up February Album Writing Month. So if you want to listen to any of the tracks that I composed, um, you can just search for J Africa there and find me and listen to the tunes that I have recorded. All right. Nikki, where can they get more of you? Yeah, mostly I'm on Twitter at Nikki Wong, W-A-L-N. Um, and... Also on um, GameCritics.com, and as I said earlier, I review video games there, so you can check out my reviews. Right, and then more games you never play, I show up like a bad for me at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Wes, where can they get more of you, sir? Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter at PlateMail Games. You can find my podcast. Um, 12-sided stories it's actually the number 12 because twitter is weird uh you can't spell out the whole thing so it's 12 and then cited stories and uh yeah that's where you can find me right now very cool very cool uh and of course if you're gonna play any rpg you need math rocks and you need shiny math rocks so you should go to dicenvy.com slash gwnp and use gwnp at checkout to get 10 percent off your first order you deserve it I don't care what they say. You deserve it. You can find me online at uh, GM underscore Mace everywhere. And I will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.